I'm Rebecca Lavoie, and this is You Can't Make This Up. You Can't Make This Up is the podcast where we uncover the true stories behind your favorite Netflix documentaries and films. On today's episode, we take a closer look at the new Netflix reality series, Outlast, a raw survival competition where 16 lone wolves must outlast each other in the Alaskan wilderness to win $1 million. But we're doing something special this week. We're bringing you an episode of our sister podcast, We Have the Receipts, a bi-weekly deep dive into the best reality shows on Netflix. It's hosted by Chris Burns and Love is Blind's Lauren Speed Hamilton. And in this episode, they sit down with the winners of Outlast to learn what it takes to survive. You don't want to miss it. See you next week. I really put myself in, you know, in a place where I chose to do this. And there's people all over the place that's put in situations that they didn't choose to do and they come out of it. So how could I cry about what I was doing? I chose to be there. So Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to We Have the Receipts. I'm Chris Burns. And I'm Lawrence B. Hamilton. And today we're discussing the new Netflix reality show, Outlast. No outwit or outplay here. Get it? <laughs> nope. No voting, no immunity. But there will be spoilers because in our episode today, we will be talking to the winning team. Exactly. So make sure that you go and watch the entire season before you listen to this episode because we don't want you to miss out. And we will be talking to the winning team about how crazy you have to be to go on a show like this. But first, Lauren, what's going on with you? Is anything new? How are things? Um, It's 80 degrees in Atlanta today. So listen, I put my top back. Yes. Okay. I put on a t-shirt. I had the windows down. I let the wind blow through my boho knotless braids. It was fantastic. It's sleeting here. No way. Really? Yeah. I like just went to pick up the dog before this and it was like a nice mix of snow, ice and rain. Damn. Sorry. It's 80 degrees here. <laughs> I did today because we record obviously in advance. Today, mm -hmm. a new Netflix docu-series came out. So I'm very excited that I have something to live for tonight. Okay. And what's that? About the Murdoch family, which like the, the trial's going on currently. But it's like this, this oh. really wealthy family in one of the Carolinas. And the father was like the like a huge lawyer and basically like the kids got away with everything because of their last name. That's oh. the vibe. It's like a crazy story. So I'm very excited to watch that. Lord. So <laughs> see true crime for me, you know, we've talked about this before. I like certain things, but it just scares me because like, it's all good when it's like a made up story, but something's mm. just like creepy about a real. Yeah. Don't watch this then because like the, <laughs> the trials like actively going on. So should we start talking about Outlast? Please, let's. So 16 lone wolves, self-proclaimed lone wolves, people who don't like being around other people, mm -hmm. are trying to outlast the Alaskan wilderness with only one rule, that they have to be part of a team to win. You must remain a part of a team throughout the entire game in order to win. You can change teams at any time. But you cannot win this challenge alone. I've already lost. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Literally. <laughs> and they're all like, that's the hardest part for them. So they all get dropped into the middle of Alaska. 
during the fall. So we know that winter is, is brewing. The threat of rain, freezing temperatures. We see some bears. Everyone's terrified as winter draws closer. And then as they arrive, they find out they're going to have to do this as teams, not just on their own. I say, hell no. And so they can like switch teams if they want. They can leave whenever they want. They just shoot off a flare gun. So the temptation to leave is always there, obviously. Mm. And then the winning team at the end gets a million dollar prize. And there's no rules. So they literally tell them just like the only rule is you have to be on a team. And that's it. Yeah. People play dirty. Do they? Yeah, it was really a lot more dramatic than I thought it would be. You know how Netflix is good with the cliffhangers. At the end of every episode, I was like, oh, my God, I have to keep watching. Because like we said, this is not my typical type of show. Like, I would usually scroll right past this, just being honest. Yeah. But once I got into, like, episode two and three, you know, Cam watching shows with me, we were like, okay, let's watch the next one. One day we binged, like, four or five episodes. It's crazy. Like, back to back. Yeah. I think it's really interesting to see... People who probably don't watch reality TV in this reality TV world. Yeah. Because it seems way more realistic. Nobody mm-hmm. felt like they were doing anything for camera. Oh, yeah. Because let me tell you, they're going to tear Jill and Amber up, child. They're going to tear her up. Listen, I think that I would have really tried to stay as long as I possibly could. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I think it's easy to say, like, yeah, I think I would have made it without being outside in the 30-degree... Or food. ...weather with no food. I was intrigued when they kept being like, I've been losing, like, a pound a day. I'm like, I could get myself out there. (laughs) Yeah, because after a couple days, it's like you could see the difference in their, like, faces. They just started to, like, hollow out. Yeah, and they, like, the ones that were like, I don't have, like, the fat built up to like survive and i'm like oh i could come back looking snatch as hell (laughs) you know what (laughs) so i I don't know i mean how long do you think you would have lasted listen day one i'm out (laughs) like hell no first off it's too cold i'm not gonna generalize all black people but this ain't the type (laughs) of situation you know it's too cold. It's no food. I got to sleep on the floor. It's bugs. I got to like hunt. And it's bears out here. I like bears. I think they're cute and cuddly. But not when they're trying to kill me. Yeah. Would you ever eat a squirrel? I feel like <laughs> if I was hungry enough, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't be happy about it because they're so cute. But listen, when Jill skinned that squirrel. Honey. And cried. She had more empathy for that squirrel than anybody. She apologized. I'm sorry, little squirrel. We get into the first episode because we have Andrea. God bless her. Mm, I got this. Hold on, hold on. We still got to boil it down. The team is cut off guard by Andrea's risk. It's clear and it's moving, so... While moving water is better than sitting water, it can still pose a serious risk of bacterial contamination or even parasites. Yeah, you know what? I knew she messed up as soon as I saw her. Drink that water? Listen, girl, even I know that, and I'm not like an outdoorsy type of person. You don't just scoop the cup in the river and be like, "Mm, I'm going to try it. Like, you... It felt like... What? She was trying to prove something. That's a hell of a way to do it, because I know she had the shits all day and night. On the helicopter ride. Because she left on the first day, I think, right? Or the second. 
the day after she does that. Here, guys, drink some water. Who wants some? Everybody was like, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> Everyone's reaction was sort of like, that's not. Why? Why like, is she don't. doing that? That's very don't. risky. It's okay. Come on. It's also because it's like creek water. So I guess they say running water is better than still water. But it's also running down a mountainside through. Yeah, girl. Mm-mm. And she should have gauged everybody else's reaction. Like, hmm, maybe. Uh... <laughs> then we have Tim and Corey, Team Bravo. Yeah, that's right. Because Javier was the one that kind of like was telling everybody what to do on that team. They're like, Javier yeah. stepped up. He's like the leader. He's like, you do this, you do that. And I feel like Tim and Corey were like, we're tired of him telling us what to do, damn it. Yes, but also I'm like, Javier is bossy and saying to do everything, but he also is know, knows what to do. And none of them do. So that was annoying to me because Tim and Corey, the one was a bartender. The other one had said unemployed. So they're not like survivalists at yeah. heart. They're just like trying this out. So leaving on day three. Especially after, I can't remember which one it was, but he was like, I've dreamed of spending my time in Alaska all my life. And now it's here three days later. All right, I gotta go. He was like, I hate people. I hate being around people. I'm like, you're a bartender. I thought the same thing. I, I think you think you hate people just because you're like the, the bartender that's like, I hate people. But then, <laughs> you know, because he was also kind of a good looking person. Right. Yeah. So I thought that that was annoying, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. It was just a big talk. It, I felt very much um, justified in mm -hmm. feeling that they were talkers not walkers absolutely and they definitely show that by leaving on like day three although you know if i didn't eat in three days i may be making some rash decisions too but you never would go out there hell no i wouldn't <laughs> go out there the whole time i was watching this show chris i was just thinking hell no like that was just my constant that's the thought. difference like, i feel it's the the same way i feel about dating reality shows and stuff where i'm like mm. would i be going crazy on this dating show absolutely but i also wouldn't sign up for it you know Listen, day one when they said oh you gotta sleep outside and it's 30 degrees nope yeah where's my coat <laughs> like it's time for me to but go these people were like excited they were like this is gonna change my whole yeah. life it's freezing. Let's sleep on the ground. What is wrong with y'all? And then Jordan, while we're on the oh subject God, of that guy. Yeah. men who, for whatever reason, have not been knocked down the pegs that they have to be knocked down. Yeah, seriously. So they go because they get um, directions to go to these crab pots. And mm -hmm. again, there are no rules. So one team can take all five if they want. Or they can share. They can split. They're making alliances sort of between the teams. Um but Jordan is like, I'm so good at everything. And do mm. doing the push-ups on the raft going down the river. I don't want to just get there. I'm going to rub it in. What the f Are they doing push-ups? He is mocking me. That was so fulfilling when she passed him after him doing those push-ups. He's like, oh, I think I misjudged the time. Yeah. Like, you big doof stupid yeah i was gonna say i don't want to call him a dummy because he was also embarrassed because he didn't even get to the island at all at all and he came back he like i feel like he wanted did he may have cried 
I'm sorry, guys. I failed you. I know when his team was watching this, they were probably pissed. Like, we could have really won. And you're out here doing push-ups. There's a lot of things that I'm like, watching this is going to be very telling for a lot of the people on the show. Definitely. And Angie, I was so happy to see Angie get to the pots first because her own team was kind of doubting her abilities at first. Right. And she She really stood up for herself and succeeded. Go, Angie. So Jordan, right after this, leaves Delta because he passes out. I would be like, I'm going to, like, just force <laughs> I myself. the same thing. Because they were like, oh, well, he has an option to still come on the show. Wait, so he gets to, like, you can pretend to pass out, go get some food, come back. Yeah. Sleep in a hotel and be like, oh, I'm good now. Yeah, like. Recharge. Yeah, I felt, <laughs> I felt like that was... <laughs> I don't, not a cop out. Obviously, he passed out. What is he going to do? It's just, I would fake passing out. Um, (laughs) And then this is where shit really starts to hit the fan. Oh, man. Because they decide that they're going to start fucking with each other. Team Alpha specifically. Team Alpha specifically. There's Mm -hmm. um, Amber, Jill, Justin, and Lee. Lee had already left on like day three because he was sick. Yeah, he was the older vet kind of guy. Yeah, who was weeping. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's Chris White. You always make me laugh at the wrong things. I was like, girl, you've been there for like three days. Yeah. Let's like, not what? get crazy. So Alpha, Amber, Jill, Justin. Mm, crazy colonizer energy. Like, <laughs> I felt like there have been maybe nobody I've disliked more mm. in a reality show than Jill. Yes. And Amber was just blindly following Jill and they were coming up with these devious schemes to they steal the sleeping bags from Delta when it gets down to mm-hmm. 30 degrees. Um, yeah. And then the stuff that they do to Javier is like beyond. It was... I wanted to fight them, like fist fight them. I And then the whole time they, they really are acting like they are the underdogs. They're the good. They're, they keep being like, good is supposed yeah. to win. Um, Crazy Karens. Cra- and then when when uh, Justin leaves them and like cuts the tarp. I can't believe he did that. Oh my God. Like, and, and even when Javier, because they, they force Javier out of the game. Poor Javier. Like, they, they ruin his camp. They bust up his raft. They make it so the other, other team across the... River won't let him in and they're like just so mean to him when she's mm-hmm. popping his uh his raft and stuff and he goes to try to get it back and she starts screaming to get off of her oh my god it was like a I told you Karen energy and then like they kept doing like this evil witch cackle like <laughs> I was like this is like it's angering me inside so when Javier is leaving he's like you know what I have to leave I'm not letting them take everything I've worked for which he's Set it on fire. Tens across the board. I know that's right. I know that's right. Burn it all down. Burn it to the ground. And then their response, they're like, oh, he's he's literally a psychotic person. Like (laughs) it it broke him out here. He was a broken man who did that. I'm like, he left (sighs) more sane than you were on the first day. Yeah. And even the fact that Javier tried to like keep his pride, like, no, I'm not gonna join with them because they're evil and stuff. And they just really angered me. Like you said, uh, Jill, mm, she was the one. 
when it was down to Amber, Jill, and Justin. And when Jill and Amber, yeah, turned on Justin all over because of a fart. Justin is not trustworthy. As silly as it sounds, last night, he farted. And it's, we started laughing and we're like, oh my God, that is rank. And he goes, that wasn't me. Something is telling me that I should worry about Justin. Yeah, because they he farted in the tent and then said it wasn't him. What? And they're like, he's a liar. I, like, couldn't believe it. I was like, is this real? Like, no. She was like, he said that he farted yesterday and it still stinks. So he's a liar. Like, what is this? It, it was crazy. And then Jill was going to defect to Team Charlie and right. then decide she's not going to. And then is acting like she is this, like, biblical figure of righteousness. <laughs> right. I'm like, you have been the worst person in this entire game since you got here. Yeah. I was so happy that they lost because I was like, I can't interview her. (laughs) She was like, no, uh, it it was just wild. I thought it it was like infuriating. It wasn't like funny drama. No, I was I was angry. And what did you think about when Justin tried to go over to Team Charlie? And then it's like they took him. And then after reading the hate note that Jill sent over, they're like, no, we can't take you. I thought I was kind of messed up because it's like you stole the crab barrel bucket thing. Yeah. So you did some shady stuff, too. Yeah. I didn't like that they didn't take him, but I also thought they didn't see what Jill was doing. Mm. So I feel like maybe when they watched it back, they were probably like, oh, I he should have. Like, oh, well, well, we all got the money anyway. Because so. I was like, they should have, <laughs> he should have done more. I thought so, too. I thought he should have lit it on fire. It didn't add up to me. It was really scary in a way. I'm like, these two women, if there weren't cameras, would be like killing someone. <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah. for real. I feel like I could definitely see them being like, okay, this is how you hide the body. Yeah, Don't tell anyone. It was really like, insane. Like, y'all are kind of evil. This is um, crazy. <laughs> meanwhile, on Team Team Charlie, we had Angie, who didn't poop for 26 days. Oh, You all right, Angie? I'm in so much pain. Okay, we'll get oh, it hurts so bad. Last night we ate and I started feeling my stomach like just moving around. I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna have a bowel movement because I haven't had one in 24 days. How can you not shit in a month? Like, and then she was tearing that fish up. She should have known. You think something might be wrong? (laughs) Girl, what? You should have knew something was up past the first week. 26 days? That is, I, I didn't even know that was, like, uh, possible. It's not. It's not healthy. It's not, like, she should have told somebody, like, way sooner. Because, girl, now you might have to get surgery, child. It's some serious stuff going on. <laughs> I felt bad that she had to leave, but... I'm glad that she got cleared out. Yeah, me too. Because we get to the end, they they decide they're going to do, they're going to do, like, a hike to the finish line. Producers were probably like, we didn't think y'all would last this long, like... <laughs> yeah, we're surprised somebody was still here. <laughs> we got to get you out of here. Charlie and Alpha are against each other. Charlie wins, which is who I wanted to win. Woo! Alpha kept saying, the right person will win. The universe will, like, pick the right oh person to win. And I think that they did. Yes, they did. Should we do our little basic survival quiz? Yes, let's do it. Let's see how much I don't know. (laughs) I think I know enough. 
So how long can a person survive without food? I say 30 days. 30? Yeah. I was going to say three days. I think that's water. Three to four weeks. So about 30 okay, days. Okay, good job. And Chris. without water. Yes, yes. Three days. Okay, true or false, plants are one of the best sources of nutrition for an ordinary person in a survival situation. I'm going to say hmm. false. I think it's protein. Yeah, I'm going to say false too because plants can be poisonous too. False is right. Woo woo. Yeah, mushrooms, I feel like you don't know if you're going to get full up on some mushrooms, whether you're going to go crazy and have like a psychedelic trip <laughs> yeah. or you're going to die. <laughs> Flare gun. Psh, Lauren just decided to make the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's see. Okay. So you're hiking one day and you're lost in the woods without supplies for almost a day. Which of these is not a top priority? A, shelter, B, food, or C, water? I think mm. B, food. I mean, we just covered that, right? Yeah. Food. Correct. I'm coming back skinny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Snatched What is the best way to make water safe? Look for a stream as long as it's running It's safe Boil it or leave it in the sun Because UV will destroy bacteria mm. Bo Boil, B. yeah Yeah, be boil it They even boil that shit on Survivor Alright, true or false You're walking through the woods when you encounter a bear The best course of action is to avoid eye contact And walk Back slowly. True or false? This is a complicated question because I feel like it depends on what type of bear. But I think that the idea here is like this is the first course of action. And then if the bear comes closer, then you have to resort to the other resources. Because I also think that you're supposed to like make yourself really big. Right? Yeah. I was going to say, because on the show, they were all like, oh, it's a bear. Like, they were definitely yeah. staring at the bear. And they did kind of like, let's say true. I think that it's true. I was going to say false. It, it is, is true. true. But I think as soon as a, the bear, like, <laughs> comes closer, then you kind of have to change your yeah. course of action. I guess you shouldn't immediately be like, the bear just, like, charge you. Because they say brown lay down and, like, play dead. So brown lay down, black fight back. White, oh. say goodnight, because polar bears will just tear you to shreds and there's nothing you can do. Oh, shoot. Y'all better write that down, because I didn't know that. Say it again, Chris. Brown, lay down. Mm -hmm. Black, fight back. Mm -hmm. White, say goodnight. You just taught me something. Okay, next question about bears. What type of bear is more dangerous? A mother bear, a fully grown male, or an adolescent male? Ooh, I would say a mother bear, because they're more protective. If the kids are around. I feel like, yeah, I'll say a mother bear. Even I, I watch a lot of like the, the nature docs and stuff mm -hmm. and mother bears will like fight full grown bears, yeah. like male bears, if they're coming too close. I feel like the female mammals are usually like the more aggressive, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially what mothers. Yeah. They don't play. They don't play. Okay, ready for the last question? All right, here we go. Which of these will kill you quickest? Mm. Hypothermia, frostbite, sun exposure, or dehydration? Ooh. Um, aren't I think hypothermia, hypothermia and frostbite kind of like the same? Like hypothermia is like inside you're like too cold. Ooh, that's like not good. Like your blood temperature is down mm. because 
I also know that if you're going in the water, you should take off all your clothes Mm -hmm. because it's way worse to put on, to keep on freezing cold clothes than to just go in naked. Right. I learned that from the show. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go hypothermia. I was going to say hypothermia or dehydration. Hypothermia will kill you in 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Dang. Honey, well, I've been cold for years and I'm not dead yet. (laughs) But that's why I would have quit when they say sleeping outside. I say, hell no. Hell no. (laughs) Um, Fortunately, we don't have to sleep outside, but our upcoming guests certainly did. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for our interviews? Yes, let's talk to them. All right, please welcome our winning team, Team Charlie, Nick, Paul, and Seth. What made all of you want to compete on this show to begin with? Oh, man. Um, I guess that was pretty simple for me. I think, like, just call the wild stuff, like, big adventure. So I saw this as a big adventure, and I wanted to go Mm -hmm. for it. Yeah, I mean, same here. I, like... This is something I dream of doing, and it's just kind of up my alley. And when I got the opportunity, I mean, this is, I'm a high school teacher, so I saw the end of the pandemic was like severely difficult to deal with as an educator. And when I got the opportunity, it was like, dude, I can always teach. Like, you know, I could teach a blind monkey karate, I feel like. So when I saw that, I threw the spear and I just took my chances and was like, so be it. So it was all a big rush for me. Wow. How about you, Paul? Yeah. And and for me, I just always loved the outdoors and grew up, you know, living in it. And uh, I guess I'm the the elder of the bunch. And I just want to see if (laughs) you ain't that old. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to see if I was still that man, if I still had it, you know, and uh, just test myself and and like the way it turned out. So I'm okay. Yeah. I would say now watching the show, Paul, you kind of had to make a hard decision and kind of, you know, switch over teams. Once Justin tried to come into you all's pack, you guys kind of rejected him because, you know, after the letter was sent, you read it. Did anybody feel bad for him at all? Or was it just kind of like, well, he got what he deserved? Yeah, with his skill set, I was like, damn, like this guy is like, he really knows his stuff. He's a real outdoorsman, tried and true. And, you know, him being a BJJ black belt, kind of up my alley with wrestling. I kind of, I felt like I bonded with him pretty mm. quick. Same thing with Paul and, and Seth. And so I kind of had like a, hard time when we had to tell him, you know, no, it was like, it was, I think it was the, probably the worst decision that we made. I mean, there came a point on the, on my old team that did, I knew I, if, if a certain, you know, if, if a certain person wasn't coming back, I was gone. So it wasn't a hard decision, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the guys, uh, and Angie made me feel welcome as soon as I stepped out. I mean, I was at home and everything was just cruised from that point forward. So it was, wasn't that hard of a decision to make, to be honest with you. And for Justin, I hated it for him. Good dude, hardcore. Very good dude. Yeah, it just didn't work out. And you guys haven't seen it yet, so it's interesting because, like, from the viewer's perspective, it's like we're, we've obviously had a different experience than you did at the time. So it's it's cool to hear what it was like there. What did you all think when they stole those sleeping bags, though? Because, oh. <laughs> man, I was mad. Yeah. Like, as a no. viewer, I was ready to torch. Like, the tent would have went up in flames, okay? <laughs> I was so mad. How did y'all feel? Like Yeah, like, from then on out, it was, like, pretty peaceful and everything. You didn't have to really look over your shoulder as far as other people went. Mm-hmm. So, from there, like, as soon as I found out that, like, if we didn't see all three of them on the other side of the river or something, it's like, oh, somebody's got to be back at the camp. Somebody's got to be back at the camp. Just watch her stuff at all times. Yeah. 
I remember one day me and Seth had talked about that, that there were people missing. And he was down there with the binoculars finding out who was at the river, who was across, <laughs> who was showing up. And we went back and we took like two shifts waiting outside of our shelter with the axe in case anybody <laughs> wanted to roll up and start something right. like you we were on guard duty. Like that legit happened. I know. That's right. <laughs> yep. It definitely put us on notice. I mean, you know, and we, and we had a plan for that. Like we were, we always, we were always called of where they were mm-hmm. and make sure we could see everybody at all times. But I think we also just kind of put a statement out there that, Hey, we don't play that way, mm-hmm. but we can. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, yeah. if you want to, but we can. Yeah. So, so we, we never wanted to cross that line, but we were more than damn willing to do so should we need to, you know. I know that's right with the axe. I would have been right along with you, Seth. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, seriously, you didn't know who was like plotting on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really see it in the in the show, but did you guys tell Justin when he came over that Jill was ready to defect before she decided, I guess, not to? Because it seemed like she was like locked in and then... Oh, we talking about the hootie, the hootie hoop. Yeah, the hootie hoop, yeah, baby. Yeah. The hoodie, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah no, he, he, so, so I don't know. We don't know what went on their camp. So as far as we knew, you know, only, only Jill knew about that. So we didn't think she was sharing with the other camp. We gave her some time to make up her mind and she was trying to play a game. So I don't know if he knew or not, but we, we didn't think that he knew. But hey, mm. do you remember though? Like the, there was that day right before, when Jill was out, when we were then trying to get Justin and end the thing, when we were like really starting, yeah. that Justin said, he came over and he confirmed everything that we thought. Mm-hmm. He said, Jill's trying to infiltrate your team, get you guys to turn on one another, get you guys to yeah. like fight, and then one by one, get you guys to leave until you're too weak to compete and then go back to her team. Like that was, that was their plan. I don't know what it shows, but we we had already figured that's what she was going to do. And we had a plan for it. She was going to be honest. Jill has some evil conspiracies, I tell you. She Dude, she it, has some strategies, so okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to find them out. Yeah, yeah you're going to, yeah. I know, right? I can't, we, didn't, we have no idea what they were, Ooh. but dude, they were so harebrained. Like, because at that point, our team was so solid. Like, there would have been mm-hmm. nothing. Like, we made decisions as a team. Yeah. Like, we had, like, group every, about everything. Nick and Seth, you guys were OG Team Charlie and also the first to lose a team member. Were you worried that that was going to have a domino effect on the rest of the team? Oh, absolutely. Because um, what was it by day two? There was an extended like double whammy freezing rainstorm that lasted like four days. And it like by the second day it started and it was relentless freezing and we didn't have the shelter up. So... Mm. By the time that storm was over, we were down to two people. Mm. Now, when y'all saw uh, Andrea drink that water, okay, <laughs> did you all think like, no, don't do it. Don't drink the water. Because everybody kind of had a look on their face like, oh, don't know. We drank gallons of it. She drank gallons of it? Gallons of it. Oh, my God. Oh. I feel bad for her. I feel bad that it went like that. But I mean, you kind of got to have. You have to understand what you're walking into out there anyway. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You drink. Hey, man, anytime you drink wild water, like I've drank wild water up in the Sierra and I mean, just a little bit. And I thought it was clean and I got mm-hmm. the worst stomach cramps. And this is in a national park. It's not even like in where we were in like the wilderness, yeah. like a national forest. And I'm talking, I drink, I drank enough because I was just, I need like switched it and spit it out. Maybe swallowed a little bit horrific stomach cramps oh. um 
So, you know, yeah, I feel bad for her. Anything can happen. We mentioned Angie before. And tell us about how she ended up um, leaving the show. Because it seemed like, I think she mentioned she didn't poop for 26 days, which is yeah. a long time. That was bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's a trooper, too. She's a trooper. So it had to be some major pain for Angie to yeah. go out. Basically, um, she didn't have a bowel movement for 26 days, and we didn't have that much food to go off of, so there wasn't really anything to create, Yeah, you know? Mm. So mm -hmm. it, it sucks. It's obviously a huge play on your health, too. Uh, you don't want to mess around with that. So I think, I think that was the best-case scenario that happened for her. I, obviously, we all wish that yeah. she was still out there with us. We were, mm -hmm. we were devastated with that. I think we walked around for the next week almost, just like our heads oh, yeah. hung. Done. Yeah. So. You get close to people. Yeah, that's got to be tough when it's like a biological reason that someone has to drop. Yeah. So, Seth, I wanted to ask you this because, um, you know, you and Nick and Angie kind of bumped heads a little bit at the beginning. It kind of took a minute for you guys to kind of like become... Get your footing. Friendly to each other. You know, she felt some type of way, like you guys were treating her differently. Um, what did you think about that? Did you feel like you guys underestimated her later on in the game? Did you, you know, I know that that changed. What what exactly changed besides her um, getting those crab pots? <laughs> I think um, every time you're, you're with a new group of people, every time you have a new team, obviously everybody's trying to establish some kind of dominance. You know, there's it's a team... Uh, I think, I think with her and with everybody else, even Paul, when he joined, it's it's you got to feel them out. You have to you have to feel mm -hmm. everybody out, see what their strengths and weaknesses are. You don't want to just give somebody the benefit of the doubt, like right out the gate. So if you're going to go into like a challenge or something, you want to make sure that they 100% have it. And Angie definitely proved to me that she 100% had it. I mean, there's no doubt about that. She, mm -hmm. I don't know if I can cuss, but she she's a badass bitch, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, she is. Yes, yeah, she definitely comes off as one on the show. I mean, she oh, is incredible. What was the most difficult day or night or moment for for you guys? Oh, um, I'm gonna say there right off the bat for me was uh, what was that? That second night, it was so cold. Uh, we were wet. I was. Mm -hmm. I'm not even gonna lie. I was ready to go home. Yeah, absolutely. Second night, I fell asleep in Seth's lap. And we joked about it. Like, we were up for, I would say, what was it? Like, over 48 hours because it was so cold. And when we finally fell I asleep. I didn't sleep that night. No, we didn't. Neither one of us did. We didn't sleep for like 36 hours, maybe. Not 48 quite, what? but about 36 hours. And when we finally fell asleep, dude, I like, I woke wow. up in Seth's lap. And he's just like, hey, sunshine. <laughs> I remember distinctly when our mood changed. The sun came out finally. We took off our shirts and we hadn't eaten in like five days and we just let that sun hit us. And it was like our mood. Wow. Like went remember that, Seth? Our mood like went back up yeah. and we were just like we dried out our stuff in the in the grass and we we're like, all right, we can do this. Like that's that's as bad as it's gonna get. Not. Yeah. For for me it was the passing of the kidney stone. I don't know if they shelved that on there or not, but I had one wow. baby. Oh, I don't think we saw tough. that. They did it. Oh wow. Yeah. I passed it, like, two days of it and finally passed it. It was pretty rough. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, Paul. I was just about to ask you, like, what was the most difficult part of this for you? I'm guessing so, that was it. Yeah. Physically, physically, that was most difficult. The most yeah. difficult part of it was was just emotionally um, being away from my girls. You know, mm -hmm. they, they they made a point to 
the pokers at every chance they got because I mean everything else was fine. I mean I can physical part of it I can deal with the emotional part I'm usually pretty good with, but but just missing those girls was the hardest thing. And, and the other thing about that was like when they would do our interviews, like when they would sit us down and. Yeah, they were so sneaky. They'd be like, "So how are you doing today?" And you'd be like, oh, "You know that?" Yeah. Like, you'd be like, "I'm fine." And then they'd be like, "What do you think your kids are doing?" And aud- and like without a doubt, oh, you yeah. would just start sobbing. Like, "I want my kids!" Like it was, Tears. it was rough, dude. Yeah. When when I passed the kidney stone, we never told anyone. I just laid there. I didn't wow. say anything. They didn't even know. Oh my but, god! You know, but as soon as they mentioned my girls, tears, crying, done, over yeah. with. Paul, we saw you kind of struggling on that on that last hike. Like you really had to push yourself to get through to that finish line. What was going through your mind at that time? So, so I think I was close to death. Yeah, you were, bro. <laughs> the first half of it, you know, I was fine. I felt great. And uh, what really got me is, you know, the the crawling through the the brush piles. You had the mountain slides, the glacier mm. slides that came off. You had these trees. You had to crawl through and get back up. So, if you've ever gotten up too fast and you feel like you're going to black out. Every time I went through one of these, that's what was happening. Oh, my God. So oh. so the last probably two miles was I was literally moving six inches at a time, and I could only see in black and white. Like, I was I was gone. Like, I wasn't going to quit. Oh I mean, God. it was on two ways elevator, and that's, you know, on you a gurney. Or, 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 that's <laughs> right. So I just, I just oh, pushed man. through, and, and, you know, and I would just think I would really put myself in, you know, in a place where I chose to do this. And there's mm-hmm. people all over the place that's put in situations that they didn't choose to do and they come out of it. So how could I cry about what I was doing? I chose to be there. So don't you love Paul? Don't you love that man? He's a savage. Yeah, man. like seriously. I love you, Paul. If you guys could go back and do it again for another million dollars, would you go back? With a little more fire. <laughs> with a little more fire. If I could go back with this team and, and Angie, one hundred percent. Yeah. No doubt. Absolutely. I would watch that. <laughs> Nick, what did your sister say when you called her and said that you won? She started crying. Oh, they put that in there, didn't they? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, dude. I was wondering if they would. She, Dude, my sister is awesome. And she knew, like, she, I, she was, like, one of the first ones I... Actually, I think she's the first one I told them, like, hey, Caitlin, like, I got this opportunity to go on the show. She's like, she's like, whatever you need, we'll make it happen. And, like, and I, you know, I'm a high school teacher. I don't make a whole lot. So, and I got two kids to deal with and I'm still kind of a single dad. So we went out and we got what I needed, like gear wise. I knew what I would need to survive in Alaska. And I called her and told her and she just started sobbing. And she was like, I knew, I knew you could do it. I knew you'd win. She just, she wasn't even surprised. She was just like, I knew you'd win. And I was like, oh, that's what I love. You know, like I knew you'd win. Like I'm going to start crying right now. Oh, that's so nice. That's awesome. What about um, you, Paul and Seth? What did your family say when you called? So for me, like I didn't, I didn't tell anyone at first when I came home, and I just, you know, so I, I just said, "Hey, I've I done the best I could do. I, I, I couldn't do any more. I stayed as long as I could." I loved him. So, so they thought I'd lost, you know, and they just really can consoled me and, uh. and and hugged. So it went a few <laughs> days, and then uh, <laughs> he's such a stud. Yeah, I waited a few days, and. Um, it was late one evening. She had gotten out of school and she was watching TV. And I said, hey, close your eyes. I want to show you something. So she closed her eyes. She thinks I'm silly for doing that. And then when she opened her eyes, I just made it rain. Ah. And then she just oh, went crazy. Nice. Yeah, the cash. Yeah, yeah the cash. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, that's so cool. I ended up getting in trouble because um, I, I kept my phone off and everything. I didn't even tell my wife till I got home. I, I messaged my neighbor. I'm like, hey, can you pick me up from the airport? So my neighbor ended up picking me up from the airport. We got home at like two in the morning 
And uh, I'm like, hey, do you think you could get get my wife down here? So she came down there. I'm like, babe, I'm home. Oh, she was so mad. She's like, you didn't tell me you were home. You didn't tell me you were safe. I'm like, I'm trying to tell you I won. (laughs) (laughs) She was mad. Like, your phone was off. Oh, man. What an amazing, like, once-in-a-lifetime experience that all three of you guys went through and now you're like bonded for life, you know, like as a team. Oh, we talk all day. Like we talk almost every day. (laughs) Yep. Like this show did some weird stuff. It like really made, I know that on some of the other teams, they're kind of the same. Like they talk like every day, like and hang out. Like Mm -hmm. the show, you know, it's like, it's like a, like a team, you know, like suffering binds you together. Oh, absolutely. Do you feel like this, the whole show and experience brought out an aspect of, you all's personalities that you never knew you had? Like, did anything surprise you about yourself in this experience? No, nah, I knew I was a gangster. I'm no, just kidding. You are a winner, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, I, I think the biggest surprise for me was like, that stink never leaves your clothes. For never. Us. For being out there, you don't really bathe. Oh. I think that's the biggest surprise. <laughs> I, I definitely <laughs> thought about that. Like, damn, y'all haven't taken a shower for like over a month. Dude, it was so bad. Oh, it was <sighs> And you have to sleep in such close quarters to stay warm. Listen, the last week that we were there, we were like going through our fish pretty quick so that because we kind of felt like this is getting down to it. We're either going to die or there's going to be a final challenge. And dude, so we, we ate like a we ate like a little more than we normally would. And the camera guys that came in to change our mics were like, yo, we don't know what you guys mm-hmm. did. But within the, like the last four days, you guys are horrific. And dude, it was awful. It was bad. Oh. Like, it went, went bad. Oh my god! It was nasty. Was there ever a point that like the camera people had food or something? I feel like that would be so. You could smell their coffee. Yeah. It, we, it, no. Joe, the mic guy, he would come in the mornings and change your mic, and he's like right in your face, and you could smell the coffee. You could smell what he had for yep. breakfast. I wanted to eat the crumbs out of his beard. It was crazy. Paul and Seth would guess, like, you had eggs, you had chicken. And he'd be like, yup, yup. Oh. It was so bad at a certain point that I was following, like, my sense of smell became so sensitive that there was, like, a camera guy, like, probably 50 yards away from me. And he had walked a certain way, like, away from me. And I could smell the entire path like an animal. Oh, my God. I was going to say, once you all won and, you know, you went back to, I guess, civilization, as you would say, what was the first meal that you guys ate? Like, Oh, that's easy. Uh, Tell them, Seth. Seth. Uh, Tell them, Seth. Seth drank 27 beers. <laughs> we had... Uh, really? Was it 27? No, it was more than that. You probably did have more than that. <laughs> hey, on top of two, cheese, two double cheeseburgers loaded because he ate Angie's. Four double cheeseburgers because we had one out for Angie. We wanted her to have something yep. there. Yeah. Nick and I oh, ate, yeah. we were slow Aww. up. Seth ate both of those and went on the And drink. ours. Yep. And then, and listen, <laughs> oh my hey, gosh. true story. <laughs> true story. I don't know if you know this, but I, I, if it happened to Paul, but like that night I'm in my bed in the hotel and we were just in the wilderness for like 40 days. My heart was beating so fast. I was like, this is it. Yeah. This is, oh, it. This is yeah. how people die. I didn't listen. Like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die in the hotel. <laughs> that, like, yep, swear. That was like, that was horrible. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big meal to eat when you haven't eaten for 40 days. Yeah. Like, yeah. y'all went in. It went for yeah. Seth. Seth is savage. <laughs> yeah. I believe he can have eaten three of those things. Yeah, were you the drunkest man in America? I feel like after 27 yeah. beers, after oh, not oh, drinking was, for 40 that, days. I don't know if there's, like, the last interview that we did or anything. I was hungover. I was so hungover. <laughs> so. <bad. laughs> if there's ever a time to drink 27 beers, that is the time. <laughs> 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 
Oh my God. Well, well deserved, gentlemen. Congratulations Thank on your you. win. And y'all outlasted. Everybody, you did it. Like, congratulations. Thank you so much for talking to us and enjoy. Enjoy that money, y'all. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> yes, guys. Congratulations. I'm excited for you to Thanks, see the guys. show. Nice Thank to meet you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Congrats. Okay, listen. Well, guys, for us, it was an exciting interview. I was obsessed. That was fun. I feel like w- you engaged with them, especially. I'm like, Lauren's about to go out into the wilderness. <laughs> okay, like, I I feel like I learned stuff with your tip about the bears. And then, you know, I, I'm all powered up. Where's the mountains? Arr. All right, guys, what do you think? Could you have outlasted the winning team? Because if you could, let me know. I won't believe you, but you can DM me at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. Or me at need for Elspie. That's with a number four. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to We Have the Receipts wherever you're listening from right now. Today's episode of We Have the Receipts is a production of Netflix and Spoke Media, where your hosts, Chris Burns and Lawrence B. Hamilton. Our producer is Kelly Kolf, and our executive producers are Carson McCain, Aliyah Tavakolian, Keith Reynolds, and Brigham Mosley. Our engineer is Evan Arnett. And huge thank you to our guests this week, Outlast winners, Nick, Seth, and Paul. See you soon.